0: This is a headgum podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the Headgum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was lies. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast.
1: Welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy
0: Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And this is episode number sixty-one. Sixty-one, Billy. Yeah. Roger Maris. One of the numbers that lives in Yankee lore forever, including the TV HBO movie that Billy Crystal directed called 61. Let me ask you. If you you
1: recall. When you drive, when you're leaving the house and you're driving to the podcast. Yes. And you're like, what episode are we doing? Are you like thinking
0: about things that associate with no, the number? No, when we just said sixty-one two seconds ago, it just—I mean—that was the first association was that Weird Billy Crystal movie. You're so good made. at it. I well,
1: know associating that associating
0: numbers to things. Yeah, yeah, you really, really are. Like <laughs> the one—one one that really surprised me was the Heinz ketchup one. Fifty-seven ways. Come on. I know. Is, I know. Is fifty-seven a prime number? I think it's one. I think it literally is a prime number. No, it's not. 19 goes into 57 three, three times. times. Right. So Which but really impressed with your association abilities. I appreciate that, Billy. It's one I think one of the weird, like, you know, secret subtle autisms in my brain is that I have uh flash associations with numbers. I really think it was from staring at the back of basketball cards, looking at stats yep. and just memorizing stats, inundating myself with meaningless numbers. Yep. Meaningless.
1: I love finding out what everyone's rain man. Thing yes, is. Exactly. Everyone kind of has a weird rain. Man, thing where yes. they can just like they think quickly, yeah, and they can figure it out quickly. Well, Billy, you are particularly good at mental math, just algebra, like algebra, a lot of algebra, yes, right. Yeah, um, we have a friend, Arthur Meyer, or oh, a, a writer for uh, Jimmy Fallon show, yes, and he is a rain man when it savant. comes savant, yeah, he's literally a savant when it comes to you name a date. And he will tell you uh, who hosted SNL that week and who
0: the musical guest was. He quite literally has an encyclopedic photographic memory or whatever you want to call it of every single host and musical guest and the date in history that they hosted and musical guest on SNL.
1: He's the perfect guy to go on a road trip with because (laughs) you can burn like seven hours just saying like – March 8th, 1987. Exactly.
0: When did Prince do it? Yeah. He'll just, like, any sort of way into the equation, he can fill out the equation for you.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like if you're looking for airplane tickets. <laughs> yes. And it's like you can either say, like, the date or the time or what's close yes. or what's best available. Yes. You can enter Arthur's mind in a
0: variety of ways yes. to find out. Um, Maggie and I have a friend, Paul, who is exactly that kind of his savantness and his Rain Man thing is airplane tickets. And, like, he – He just, like, knows – like, he is a human kayak.com and just, like, makes it his business to know all the airline's flights, where they go from everywhere, when is the cheapest, what are the cheapest connecting flights, Really wants to help you plan your trip cheaply. That's – the last part's the biggest
1: part. Amazing. He wants to use that skill to help his friends out. Yes. Because that's the worst – I'd say that's a top
0: ten chore. Oh, my God. So stressful. The worst
1: chore. Truly.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you, we, I mean, your girlfriend Marina loves to travel a lot. And I know that, like, part of there's a, there is like a thrill of the hunt element to yes. the ticket buying, trip arranging, yes. itinerary planning process. Yes. How to make it most efficient, most cost effective, funnest. Et the cetera. first time
1: you look for the tickets, if you don't get them, that's the spirit. This is fun and this <laughs> yeah. is an adventure. But when it's like the fourth time and you're looking at one another and you're like, what tic- like what should we do? Yeah, what
0: tickets should we get? I know. That's when you're really your yes. tickets. Uh, we want to shout out uh, congratulations to our good friend and uh, previous guest on the podcast, Trevor Einhorn. Oh. Um, who uh got engaged this past weekend. Congratulations to Trevor. I bring it up only because he also has a savantness. Oh. And his savantness, maybe that we talked about this on the pod with him, um, he's obsessed with getting you a good deal on your car lease. Yes. So that is his that is his area of expertise. He's There are
1: are these people in the world who are here to get a deal. (laughs) Like, literally, that is their. That is their reason to be. That is their life's mission. Find the bargain. Find a bargain yes. get a deal. Yes. There's always a better deal. <laughs> yeah. Trevor is that yeah, he's guy. He's there. He's there. Yeah. He was – we met him when he was probably 14 or 15. Literally. And, and he was pushing 45, 50. Internally. He was our dad and he was 15 years younger than us. St- that still
0: maintains. <laughs> yeah. He's younger than us and 35 years older than us. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of the other people that is obsessed uh, with getting a deal uh, and being a dealmaker is our current president. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, one of the America's Don. foremost dealmakers. Donny Trump. Trump literally thinks of everything, foreign policy, domestic policy, as a deal, Sure, <laughs> as trying to make a deal. He's a real estate guy. Yes, exactly. Who stumbled into the White House. I believe that he referred to, and I wish I were joking, but I believe he referred to the general concept of peace in the Middle East, which, uh, <laughs> which is a um, generation, thousand-year-long struggle. Right. Thousand as, quote, the hardest probably – One of the hardest deals of all time. (laughs) (laughs) One of the hardest deals of all
1: time. Follow up question, sir. Uh, (laughs) Everyone's hands go up. What do you think peace is? What do you mean exactly? (laughs) Yeah. The last, the last, he's been in uh, office for a month now. Yeah, it's been a month. And it feels like after every time he or someone he appoints says something out loud, the consensus is, what do you (laughs) mean?
0: Why did you say that? Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know most of this not to be true. Why yeah, did you say that? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a nice segue into the episode today, actually. Yes. Uh, we have been, like we said, he's been in the presidency for a month yep, now. Yep, yep, And we, the people, have been subject to a lot of lies. Oh, many,
0: many. Almost only.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's now, like, uh, it's getting to the point where... You expect a lie. I I don't even feel like I've heard a truth that it's like, okay. well, at least he's the presidency is normalized there. Exactly right. It just feels like a wave and waves of lies. Yes. And now we could devote the entire podcast to the what's happening in the White House and how it's affecting us and why lies are bad. Yes. But on the other hand. I've been a liar my whole life well aren't we all I If know. you're a
0: human, you've lied,
1: and lies can be fun in the right context. okay you know uh, what is it? we've said this before? jokes are for the audience, lies
0: are for you: <laughs> That's right, and I know that we have touched on this in the podcast, and I'm very excited to sort of break it open today, uh, but I feel like you and I uh, have both have kind of like complicated and nuanced relationships to lying, yes. specifically lying yeah. Aside from just, yes, this sort of like larger... Uh, what, take the sort of the wide view we're performing you're always lying there's a certain amount of lying that everyone does in their daily life to, right. p- to perform yes. obviously that thing but specifically lying like to mislead friends on purpose intentionally intentionally, intentionally. for not even for your gain just for your entertainment <laughs> yes
1: exactly I, I love I love watching a friend after an interaction go away back to their car <laughs> with, with like one small mistruth <laughs> that I've told them because now the door is open now is. there's just possibility anything can happen it's so beautiful and-, and, and if the lie is innocuous enough then you know that no matter what can happen from it
0: nothing's going to happen nothing's going to happen especially and that's that is the beauty and the genius and the brilliance of your lies yeah uh, is that the some of the lies that you perpetuate amongst our friend group are so banal and have (laughs) utterly no consequence (laughs) yes (laughs) yes. and just and that is the that is the true genius (laughs) of your lie thank you uh, is that because if it had any real weight or consequence it'd be like Billy you really misled us and that that has real effect on my life I don't trust you right exactly it's
1: like the power episode where it's like it's how you handle it. Yeah. It's like, it's your responsibility if you're going to take on power or if you're going to take on the responsibility of being a public liar, Yes. how do you handle
0: it? <laughs> you're going to take on the responsibility of being a public liar. How... Lies in the right hands can be fun. Lies in yes. the wrong hands can be detrimental yes. and, and very costly, but lies in the right hands can be fun. You've been complimenting my ability to lie. Yes, i are very like, good at it.
1: I'd like to start with one of your lies. Okay. Um, this oh. is the first act of the No Joe <laughs> podcast, and what? this was, we had known each other for like two or three years. Okay. Uh, Harvard the sailing team was kind of blossoming. We were rehearsing yes. every week. Our friendship was definitely growing. Great. Um, I, didn't know, I didn't know you like I knew you now. Though, right. Of course. Right. <laughs> um, what I did know about you was that two things. Okay. Uh, one, you loved uh, the same show I loved, which is Ricky Gervais' The Office. Obviously. And the other S- thing seminal I Seminal artistic moment. Yep. The other thing I knew about you, we're probably like 23 or 24 at the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I knew about you was that you worked at a <laughs> ceramic store. I did. Okay. These two things, I see where
0: you're going, William. (laughs) So those
1: two things may not seem like there's any sort of concentric circles there. Yeah. But you told me about, (laughs) well, first of all, C- ceramic store and you. Yeah. You were you were a, a high-energy kid. You spastic. were you're a high-energy guy. That's a very polite way to say spastic. People Incredibly say bull spastic. in a china shop. You were like a young bull in a, in a literal shop. china shop. So, uh,
0: Yeah, it was. My friend Cameron was an NYU friend. You know, you work all these odd jobs. You're coming up in your 20s. You just have to piece together the 80 bucks for the week. Yes. Somehow. Yes. Just get it. I don't know how. You need bacon, egg, and cheese money. That's Who has, all. Who's giving me eight an hour? Seriously. Right. It could be anybody. I'll do anything. So, yeah, there was a very bougie. Shishi, it's kind of like a ceramic store right in Soho in like the fancy shopping district of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It was like where all the wealthy ladies would come and like pick out the $1,500 ceramic plate, like that would like just like, I don't necessary. know. Like,
1: necessary. So necessary. Three months of rent or one ceramic fork. Seriously. Right.
0: um And yeah, I was kind of a bit of a bull in the china shop there, totally out of my element. So when I heard that you were
1: working at that store, part of me, like, from what I knew about you, knew that that was not going to last. This doesn't compute. At all. And I couldn't imagine how you, a guy who is just so energetic, could, like, Sit in a store by yourself for hours on end and just sit there. Seriously. Until one day, you didn't. <laughs> That's right. Until one day, you decided not to sit there. Yeah,
0: yeah. want to take us through what you did and what happened when you came back? So like Billy said, uh, big fan of Ricky Gervais, huge fan of The Office. The BBC's The Office meant the world to me. I spent a summer with my dear friends, Brendan and Leah, my hometown friends. Um, the summer that we watched The Office became like the seminal moment. It liter- The Office literally bonded us closer as friends. Yep.
1: I started figuring out who my closer friends was based on if you find this hysterical. That's what great art
0: in a weird way can actually – I mean, like, that sounds like an obvious thing. True. But, like, art is more than just something to passively enjoy. It, in so many cases, is the fabric of a friendship. Totally. It's, like, woven into the fabric of a friendship. No question. Obviously. Yes. So I was a huge Office fan. It was, like, my favorite thing ever. I couldn't get enough of it. And – so I'm working at the ceramic shop. Only a, you, right? Just Only me. Only me. It's a tiny little retail store in Soho. It can't fit more than maybe eight people in there at a time. So yes. really no more than one employee at a time. Hello, it's me. So I'm there by myself. I obviously have no investment in the shop whatsoever. It's owned by a stranger. Yes. I don't know or like him or her anonymous. Yes. So it's like, what do I care about this ceramic store? I don't. Yeah. Um, I know that today – Is the day that The Office comes out on DVD at Tower Records, right over there on 4th and Broadway. Okay. Just right over there is The Office DVD featuring Ricky Gervais, my favorite show of all time. It comes out today. Right. And what am I going to do about it? But you're not allowed to leave The Office, so how do you get the DVD? Super simple. Leave the office, close the store, don't give a shit about it, walk to Tower Records, buy the DVD, and instead of returning right back to the store like a responsible employee, yes. so the entire, so the store would have been closed, closed, which is automatically a red flag and a big no-no, don't close a store, stores are meant only to be open. You
1: do not have the power to close this store. What
0: are you doing? Turns out you have the key, but you don't, don't have, have the have right. The, okay? You don't have the right. So I closed the store, uh, totally against the rules, walked to Tower Records, got the DVD, and like I said, instead of returning to work promptly, I went. To my girlfriend's house Which was right in the neighborhood And watch the entirety of The Office That's 12 episodes So that's six hours Six hours Then I finally made it
1: back to the shop To close up for the day Stop I have two questions One When you're walking back to the shop Are you thinking I did something wrong (laughs) Yes Today I might get fired I might get in trouble Yes Okay that's my first question (laughs) My second question is When you get there What are you locking up The place is already locked Locked yeah It was just You gotta close the
0: gate okay felt like the retail gate so you didn't go back and uh, uh, did you see your employer? Nope because he was not coming until the next day. I just knew that tomorrow morning I had some fresh hell waiting for me and did you? Oh, absolutely. What happened? Next morning, I walk in. The manager of the store is there. I was like, what am I going to do? You know, like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I mean, I'll just won't address it. Maybe he won't notice. Yeah. He wasn't there. Sure. Maybe, like, that. it was, it was that like a good wh- That feeling. I know. We all have you been know, there. You it's know. like,
1: maybe they didn't maybe see they, me come home at 5 a.m. <laughs> last night. Notice. Maybe my
0: parents didn't know that I was out all night. Exactly. They knew. Maybe people who I uh, know are rational in this moment will be wildly irrational. Let's find um, out. Let's find out. So I walk back and uh, nervous. But also, like, again, I don't give a shit about this store. So right. like, but also a little nervous because no one likes being in trouble or being held accountable yeah. for a wrong. Yeah. So I went in there and, uh, and he looked at me sternly as soon as I walked in. I was like, good morning. Just, like, smooth it over. Like just, just your neighborhood, a, Adam. Just another day. Uh, another day at the old office that we both work at and certainly don't close to go buy DVDs, <laughs> right? Yes, and. <clears throat> so I got there and he... Had a list of all the phone calls that I had missed and all the an- oh like the ants all like all the messages on the answering machine. The mm. one thing I kind of overlooked. It's gonna be People a are, lot of how do, do you, how do you get out of this? Hi, aren't you guys open? I thought you guys were open. Hi, is somebody there? Can they return my call? There's I'm always a paper trail.
1: Always a paper trail. So many phone calls unattended to.
0: Okay, that is the business. So how quickly were you fired? <laughs> within milliseconds. No, within milliseconds. Here's he said, the list, and you're fired. He said, "Did you?" He was like, "Did you leave the office?" Uh, he was like, "What happened yesterday?" Were you here? And I was like, "Oh yeah, I closed it for a little bit. I think I like fudged fudged it. Obviously, <laughs> oh yeah, I closed." I just had a couple errands to run. I closed there for a little bit. Errands time. to run. Oh, any business owner is going to be like, oh, I get that. I get Been it. there. Everybody's got errands. Shut down my business. Six shut hours, down. For six hours. So, so that's like – that is the retail day. Yes. That's the day. Yes. So uh, he was like, just like disappointed, but uh, like disappointed in me yes. because like we had sort of built, developed a, a, something of a rapport. Yes and was just like in the most obvious tone was like y- you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you're, Do I even need yeah, to say Yeah, it? you're clearly fired and I I think I said Cor- that's correct. Yeah. That sounds correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a good example of the lies that we tell yeah. and like Probably the worst thing that comes from mm-hmm. it. You know, like your your financial lifeline
0: was cut off. Yeah. but Deservedly I, so. But no one really got hurt. No. I mean, his business or her business got hurt for a minute. Some ladies didn't get the ceramic plates they wanted on Wednesday. They had to wait till Thursday. So be it. So be it. Um, in the second
1: act, we'll go to an act break now, okay, do an cool. ad read. But okay. in the second act, I say that we raise the stakes on the lies okay, great. and introduce the world to Don Gigolo. <laughs> okay. and, my, and my daily 5 <laughs> to $10 million lies that I would tell men.
0: <laughs> Very good. Okay, we'll be right back. According to our research, 100% of No Joke listeners love to eat meals. Wow. One of the greatest way to eat a meal is to use Blue Apron. Bing! Bingo! Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. I personally use it with uh, Maggie, and we adore it. Yeah, it feels like the one. Yeah, it is kind of the one, right? Yeah, it yeah. feels like the one. Yes. If you are looking for a food delivery service, use Blue Apron. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, because I understand the guilty feelings about like I think we, I feel like we eat out too much. We're always going out to restaurants. We should really be a little more self sustaining and learn how to cook better. Yes, and cooking, going to the grocery store and buying all the ingredients and figuring it out can be intimidating. Yeah, Blue I, Apron is kind of the perfect happy medium. Um, Unlike you,
1: I don't go out to dinner a lot, I cook a lot, and that not... also leaves a lot of extra food, lot mm-hmm. extra ingredients in the fridge. That's right. The best part about Blue Apron for me is that every meal they send you,
0: they give you exactly the amount of ingredients True. that you need for the recipe. True, no more, no less. Goes a long way. Yep. Some of the featured meals that they have right now that you can get are cashew chicken stir fry with uh, tango mandarins and jasmine rice. I know you love tango mandarins. <laughs> you know I love a good tango mandarin. Yeah. Um, we have uh, roasted pork with apple, walnut, and ferro sauce. And if you're a fan of Barramundi, I love a good Barramundi. Give me a big bowl of (laughs) Barramundi. They serve it crispy. You can get crispy barramundi <laughs> with quinoa and roasted carrot salad. As well as udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs. So yeah. the food is delicious. Like Billy said, the portion control is has been considered yes. and is deliberate, yeah. frankly. And it's very affordable. Yeah, and it's super affordable. If you go to Blue Apron to this week's menu, yes. you will get three free meals. That is a day's worth of eating food. That's legit. If you go to blueapron.com slash no joke. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Welcome back to No Joke. Today we are talking about lies, Mm. something that everybody has done – uh, if you haven't done it, how? Yes. Why aren't you lying? It's a little more fun. It's really fun. Right. And sometimes you need it to get out of sticky situations like almost being fired from a ceramic, st- uh, ceramic shop and then you are fired. Yes. Uh, because your lie is uh, ineffectual. As we discussed in the first act. Yes. Uh, now, Billy, you have made of something of a cottage industry out of casual lo- casually lying to your friends. It's a way to fill in the day. It's a way to fill the day. Yes. We all need something to distract ourselves from the day to day. Billy you- plants teeny little pieces of misinformation that sometimes flower onto delicious plants. That is
1: true. True. Yeah. and sometimes he just takes on a lie head first <laughs> head first <laughs> and i would say some of my
0: favorite lies happened um From me to Harvard Sailing Team member Jennifer Curran. Yeah, Jen's been the brunt of a lot of these teeny little uh, innocuous pieces of misinformation. Uh, Jen Curran (laughs) is one of our favorite members of Harvard Sailing Team because she truly takes no
1: shit from no one. One of my favorite people on earth. She – if she's mad, you know. Yeah. She doesn't take it from – she just doesn't take anything from anyone. She wears her feelings on her sleeves. So she's the right person to spar with. (laughs) She's the person I want to be in the ring with because I want her to throw some body blows at me, and then I want
0: to throw some body blows back at Jen. Exactly. And Jen is a pleasing person to disrupt because, like you said, so outgoing, no poker face. You know – like you said, you know exactly when she's upset and how upset she is. Yes. So that's fun for the liar. Yeah. So in New York City, um, you walk a
1: lot and you take subways a lot. Yes. Whereas in almost every other city or town or village in the country, you drive. That's right. So you're usually engaged when you travel. That's right. But in New York City, sometimes you're walking around, head full of thoughts, yeah. just trying to fill in this walk. You can just let your mind wander. It's part of it. So I walk a lot in New York City. Yes. And sometimes, uh, if you're living on the Upper West Side like I was, you come across uh, for sale signs. Yeah. On these majestic – properties that are five
0: stories high, the entire building is for sale. Central Park, West Brownstone, only for sale for $45 million. And if we
1: lived in a world where there were no liars, I would say it's safe and smart to put your phone number on the (laughs) sign. But at this time, Billy lived in the neighborhood, and if there was a real estate sign that had a phone number on it, Billy was calling. Oh, God. What Billy would say as soon as the real estate agent picked up was... Hello. I'd like to introduce myself to you. My name is Don Gigolo. Okay. Adam, how do we spell Don? Don is spelled D-O-H-N, like John, but with a D. It's Don. So I would always make that clear. Yes. Don Gigolo, D-O-H-N.
0: And it's not short for Donathan. It's just Don. I would also make that clear as well. (laughs) Donathan (laughs) is my father. (laughs) So Donathan Gigolo. These are the type of
1: people that if they get a phone call, they know that there's kind of a fish on the line. Yeah. You know, like this is a big deal. Yes. This house is probably upwards of $10 million. This real estate agent's getting 10% of that cut. So this could be a million
0: dollar phone call. And most likely no one's even calling the number unless they have that kind of money to toss around. I mean, like. Or the time. Right. <laughs> or they, the. They have the money or, or... the time. <laughs> and we got one of the two, baby.
1: <laughs> and it ain't <laughs> <made> money. <laughs> so Don would call these real estate agents. Tom, And he would be in a rush. He would always be Don in has got a lot going on. And he would let them. No, but Don stopped in front of this building and he's got cash and he wants it. And the person on the line would perk up to such a degree and be so pleasing, so ready to please. They'd be like, tell me more, Don. Don. And I'd be like, listen, I've got the cash, but I don't have the time. I need you to call my real estate broker. Jen Curry. Oh god Here's her phone number Jesus And tell her That Don Gigolo <laughs> Has the cash And he wants the property On West
0: 84th Don Gigolo is calling Real estate agents Who have like Multi-million dollar Buildings for sale Yes And saying I have the money I'm liquid I have it ready to go Right now Now But you need to talk To my broker She's got the time <laughs> She'll put the deal through well, she I have the money all- But I can't talk to you Right now I'm Don Gigolo Very busy
1: Yes So you And they would say And it would be It would usually end on well, okay, great. Thank you, Mr. Gigolo. I'll, I'll get right on it. Thank you, Mr. Gigolo.
0: Can I just say really quick, just interject really quick? Yes. One of the one of the ways you know you have them on the hook, and I mean, like speaking to you, is that, like, the fact that they didn't blink or bat an eye at Don Gigolo is like, oh, I'm in. Yes. Because once you say Don Gigolo, that's like the first thing. That's like, true. You listen to those Jerky Boys recordings. It's that, like, if you can get past that first line of of suspension of disbelief, yes. that first detail yes. of like, my name is Don Gigolo, yes. and if they buy that, then they bought
1: the farm. Anyone who's seen the movie <gasps> Cast Away with Tom Hanks knows that when you're setting out to go into the ocean, getting over the breakers is the <laughs> Yes, part. exactly. And Great analogy. You have to sometimes just dance and be perse- you have to persevere and persi- persist. Yes. And... These people, when they hear that you've got cash and the word liquid, if you say the word liquid twice, <laughs> they're like, oh, Don Gigolo, oh, he's, he's legit. He's liquid He's health. liquid and he's legit. D-O-H-M, Don. So, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Gigolo. We will call her immediately. Mr. Gigolo. And that's when you hang up uh, and you marinate yeah. in it. You just sit back and <laughs> you just wait for your phone to ring. And Jen would get, for, I'd say, a good calendar year... Two calls a week from high-ranking real estate agents in New York City saying that they're looking for her client, Mr. Gigolo, to close this deal.
0: Luxury apartment buildings. Entire built – not just apartments. Entire buildings.
1: And Jen would get to the point where she would just say, I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) I'm not.
1: He's not. There is no – don't. Don't, don't, don't pursue don't this. Don't pursue
0: but, this. And oh, that would just make me so, so happy. And it's so beautiful because you get to have a cake and eat it too. Because yes. you get to plant the misinformation with a real estate broker. Yep. You know that you have a little fun little misadventure for Jen. Yes. That's happening like you know, miles away from you that you aren't necessarily personally engaged with. Correct. Which makes it more fun. Something's happening somewhere. It's like you planted a seed and somewhere else it's flowering. Yeah. And she has to be the – you don't even have to be the one to be like, it was a lie. You gave that. I'm already clear. I'm burdening
1: my friend with delivering bad news every week to millionaires. (laughs) Oh God. It's like I get to give the lie to one real estate agent and then I get to receive the bounty that comes (laughs) from the lie. But I'll say this: I've done that lie and lies adjacent to that for so long where it's just like setting my friends up in just these like slightly innocuous problems. Yes. That one time, our good friend Chris Smith. Yes. Someone accidentally, there's a doctor. Okay? Yes. There's a doctor. His last name's like Santori. Yes. It's like already so close to my last name. Yes, exactly. He is a he is a doctor, yep. and on his voicemail, he says, You didn't reach me. Um, if this is an emergency, call this number. Okay. He accidentally, this is a real story, this isn't a lie, he accidentally put our friend, oh, that's Chris right. Smith's that's right. phone number. As his emergency Chris contact, was getting so many phone calls. From I this was time. Chris's roommate at the time. Yes. We lived on the Upper East Side. Right, and he would get phone calls. And Chris is a good man. Yeah, he's a decent human being. I wouldn't lie to Chris in the same way I'd lie to Jen because yeah. they're just they. They Jen has a capability to yes. live in it. Chris will be affected. Yeah, by Yeah, yeah. It. And he would get calls from people in emergency <laughs> scenarios like, I can't breathe. My left arm is down. I'm not what, Dr. Zendoro. What do I do? And he's just like, I'm not Dr. Zendoro. Dr. Zendoro. And then he would hang up and he'd be like, is this you,
0: Billy? <laughs> like, is this you? And I, like, a part of me was thinking, is it? It was it? Is this me? Did I do this? Ugh. Billy, that is so genius. I just want to uh, tell another quick uh, Billy Lie to Jen tale. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this one, you had her on the hook, and this was the this was another perfect example of innocuous, meaningless, ineffectual, yeah. consequenceless fib yeah. that had no effect on anything that just simply persisted for years. Just plant a, a- seed. Plant the seed. It will grow. Um, you another one of your hometown friends, and another one of your roommates on that very same Upper East Side apartment. Peter Rizzo. Peter Rizzo. So great dude, one of the best. Riz. Great name. F- I mean, just one of the best dudes ever. Yeah. Um. So good-looking guy. Yeah. Good-looking guy. Good Italian-looking, like... Yeah. He just has that classic Italian... Young Pacino-y, dark hair, olive skin, brown eyes. Just, like, attractive young gentleman. Yeah. Totally attractive guy. Yep. You... I don't know where it started, when the first time you even planted the seed necessarily. She had met
1: him once. That's right. That was it. And yeah. it was like, once she said, oh, like she met him, now it was my opportunity to
0: fill in the color That's of him it. a little bit. That's it.
1: Just like, what, did he, what didn't you
0: talk exactly. about? Exactly. Oh, he didn't tell you he was. That's right. So Billy said, oh, uh, you met my friend Riz. Did, did he not tell you that he was an underwear model? Mm. Just that. Just that. Well, yeah, he's an underwear model. And look, again, the brilliance of this lie, Billy, is that- Riz if you said that about me, hilarious lie. Yeah. But Riz looks just enough. Yeah. He's not like a model no. where it's like you see him and you're like, whoa. Right. But he's like a human being. He's like a good-looking human being, and you're like, okay, like, models look unconventional, sure. and, like, they look like all kinds of things, and you could totally – you just buy it. Right. You just buy it. Right. Don Gigolo, just silly enough that you buy it. Yep. Riz is an underwear model just on the toes of the line of absurdity, just enough where it's perfect. Yes. The perfect quality of lie. And how many years did that lie live? Well – uh, it was a handful because I mean it was a, a handful of years, and again, never to be dis- i mean it was exactly. never it was never brought, brought up, up again that's the best If you want
1: a little lesson in lying, just drop a hint <laughs> if it 's evocative enough. The lie will take care of all of the work. The more work you put into it, like padding it, bringing
0: it back up again, trying to add a new element to it, you're showing your hand. It's like investing. Your, make your money make its own money. It's Thank like you. your money should earn money. Your lie should earn its own capital. Lies are a currency. Okay. So this one – this was the textbook textbook version of just plant the seed, let it flower. So you planted the seed. Years went by. Jen and Riz would see each other occasionally in ca- at birthday parties and Super Bowl parties, etc. Yes. Jen would never bring it up, but just in her mind, yeah. she knew. He that wasn't under- her was model. an Underworld model. And that's pretty cool and neat. We don't sure. know any models. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, years later... We are on a Harvard Sailing Team trip to uh, Boston yes. to do a show at BU. Yes. We go to stay at our, our other uh, Harvard Sailing teammate, Sarah, had like a cousin or an uncle or something that lived in Boston. We went to their house. It was very, very nice. They made these cupcakes with our logo, and it was great. Big so family were, dinner. Yeah, it was we awesome. We were all sitting around the table sharing stories. Just sharing. It, was, it felt so warm and very familial, and it was just sweet, and it was great feelings. <laughs> we're all sitting around the table and I f- don't remember exactly how it was brought up or how it came up, but Jen sort of casually mentioned everyone. It was super sincere. I just remember we were having a very sincere conversation about goals and life and comedy and like, sure. it was great. And she brought up Riz and she was like, oh, well, you know, like Billy, your friend Riz is is an underwear model. Pause. Pause.
1: Everyone, <laughs> everyone, 14 deep at the table. Stop. They all know Riz just enough to know. He is not one.
0: At all. At all. And 14 heads kind of slowly turn towards Jen. And as though over a horror movie unfolding in slow motion, you see Jen, like, smile on her face from make- referencing Riz the Underwear Model. Looking around, seeing all of us look at her. Something's not right here. <laughs> something is amiss. She's known that he's been an Underwear Model
1: for years. I imagine that my lips curled up into a smile yeah, exactly. as if to say, oh, it's happening now.
0: A puckish little – this was the payoff to the setup I set up six years ago.
1: It's happening. It's happening. And the look – we actually captured the look on her face. I should try and dig that up and post it on the yes, joke Twitter yes. handle. There, it was just one of those things where it's just long-term
0: investment. That's all. Just got to invest in your lies. That's it. So, Shen, so Jen kind of clocked our faces. Probably looked at Billy's puckish smile and put all the pieces together immediately. Yes, and literally stood up and screamed at you and and like joking, of course. Right, but it was it was the amazing volcanic payoff.
1: Innocence lost, innocence completely lost. That then puts the challenge on me and any other liar out there to have to step up your game. You gotta step it up. And that underwear lie happened before the birth of. Don Gigolo. Don Gigolo.
0: So when you're told to step up your game, just make it a $10 million lie. Precursor. And I want to say, I don't even know if Don Gigolo would have been, I mean, like, it was fun just to tease Jen, but it was almost like the Riz lie. I maybe planted the idea in your mind that Jen, oh my God, Jen is like, there's something about her that is the perfect target for this. Correct, correct. Like we said, you got to
1: spar with the right person. Yes. You know, if they're gonna, if you throw body blows, expect that they'll hit you with an uppercut. And Jen is not shy. Yeah, exactly. She will. She will attack too. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, let's take a second act break. Okay. Cool. We'll do another ad read. We'll come back and wrap up this episode of the No Joke Podcast. Awesome.
0: Once again, we would like to thank Squarespace for promoting the pod. Thank you very much for sponsoring us. We appreciate it. Oh, so much. Yeah. Um, Squarespace, if you're not familiar, is an amazing service uh, where they build amazing websites for yeah. you. Yeah. Everybody needs a website these days. It's 2017. Yep. Get real. Yep. Um, and Squarespace is the perfect, perfect place to do it. Yeah. They uh, they advertise on a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So you know that they're kind of dialed
1: into uh, our kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Our kinds of people might be the creative types, the types that want to make more. Uh like we've said before in other advertisements, you need a website yeah. to really expand your
0: brand. And Squarespace really does a wonderful job, in the design is really clean and cool, and the functionality of the websites that they build are really practical, and they're just kind of the best at it. Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: It was the type of thing where I, before they even sponsored the podcast, used Squarespace yes. uh, regularly. Right. But now, now that they sponsor the podcast, you, the listener, and I can save
0: 10%. That's right. If you go to squarespace.com and start your free trial today, enter the opportunity. Code no joke, yes. And if you do that, uh, you will get 10% off your first purchase That's at Squarespace, right. which is cool. So I would recommend you get something very expensive, yeah, incredibly expensive because
1: you save even more money. That's right. So if they have like a website that costs a thousand dollars, which I very highly doubt they do. I would be suspicious. I'd buy a couple because think about it you could save 100, 200, 300, exactly.
0: Okay. It's 10%. But yes, if you go to squarespace.com and enter the offer code no joke. Again, that's no joke. Uh, you will get 10% off at your first purchase. Do that. And thanks to Squarespace, back to the podcast.
1: Okay, and we are back. This is the third act of the No Joke Podcast. Yes. Today we are talking
0: about lies, a subject we know a lot A lot about. about a lot about. And uh, I just want to say, too, that we've been talking about these little devious lies. but And just to sort of... You know, shine a light on what a good lie, a lie, and a trick or a prank yeah. is. You know, we talked about your dad and Frank's pranks and what he's up to in the waiting room thing. Yes. It's like, in a way, that also falls under the umbrella of li- technically lying. Lighthearted pranks. Exactly. So, like, there's a million different gradations and a million different shades of lie. Yes. And, you know, when our president is up there lying about matters of national security and actual globally catastrophic things, that's horrible. It ain't cute. It ain't cute. It's not funny. It's like, we need people in power to be truthful right. actually in life yes comedians and their friends talking about underwear models lie 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 yes. lie as much as you can yes trick your friends into thinking silly nonsense yes do it yes <laughs> it's so fun
1: <laughs> one piece of a serious advice I would give to anyone who does actually believe that the president and all of his henchmen are actually lying non-stop just call them out on it. Yeah. Literally, just keep calling it a lie. You're lying. Keep calling it a lie. Liars. Keep calling it a lie. The second that we uh, start saying like it's just another lie, who cares? Yes. They win. Yes. Seriously. Win. So it's like it seems annoying, but you have to counter like from a liar. Yeah. You have to counter a lie with more annoyance. Yeah. Oh, it, you're going to
0: lie to me? I'm going to make your life annoying. Yes, exactly. Though. Exactly. He, Trump needs a Don Gigolo in his life. You know mm. what I mean? You're like. If, Because he would be, he also, you could just tell that he's also just such a, such a sucker. You could just tell that he probably, he could be lied to so easily. Easily, He's a a thin-skinned sucker. Yes, exactly. You know what I'm starting to worry? Do
1: you think that when the real estate agents would get the call from Mr. Gigolo, that they would actually think that it is a pseudonym for Donald Trump? Do you think that they actually had Trump on the line? Oh, there is an interesting thought. Don, he's a bad
0: liar, so all he could come up with was an H. And, like, Gigolo, like, is the fake name Trump would give himself. Don Gigolo. Like, that's a great – Question, Billy. I never have really contextualized like that, and I Yikes. think he might be onto something. Oh, baby, baby. I think he might be right about that. I'm going to have to need to uh, – yeah, I need to figure out – maybe Don Gigolo will give the White House a call. I mean
1: <laughs> – Maybe Don Gigolo will want to buy a room in the White House. You got to imagine everything's for
0: sale. You got the perfect president for it, baby. Like, there's a price for everything. You know it. Maybe I'll just see if I can buy, like, an unused room. Trump and Gigolo have worked together. You know, they're friends. In the New York
1: real estate circle, they're buddies. He would react to a phone call from a guy named Don Gigolo. (laughs) He would just be like, put him on the phone. (laughs) He would just, he would take a call from anyone as long as their name is Don Don Gigolo. Gigolo. Easy sell. Agree, um, let's stop talking about him because okay. trash. Okay, uh, but let's talk about people who do matter okay, great. like people who support the podcast yes.
0: yes we just want to thank you all for your sustained listenership and enthusiasm about the podcast we really appreciate it
1: yeah we try and remind everybody um, if you can uh, follow us on Twitter yes please at no joke pod uh, go on to iTunes yes. perhaps. rate, rate review, review, and subscribe. subscribe those three words yes <laughs> um, and some people do actually follow us on uh, Twitter yes and they one guy his handle, his Twitter handle, and give him a follow if you're interested, at Clayton with two ends. Very good. Okay.
0: He decided to... Uh illustrate or animate a character from last week's episode yes last week we were talking about disney characters and we postulated some original disney character uh ideas yes uh one of the characters that we kind of brainstormed was jen mouse who i believe was mickey's first wife yes you you invented
1: her we, okay great you sold her to disney ex-wife she was boozy yeah, yeah she was yeah. charismatic that's right she wore mumus yes. occasionally smoked cigarettes <laughs> Yes,
0: exactly she, you said that she uh shaded mickey's past yeah which I thought was a great idea. It gives him some interesting darkness to his bland, otherwise bland character. We also
1: mentioned that if Disney wanted to bring on Ricky the raccoon, <laughs> we could unleash an infestation of raccoons into the park. And when that gets to become too much of a problem, we give Jen Mouse schnapps and a hammer. And schnapps she'll... and a hammer. <laughs> and she'll just take care of the problem before next morning. Yeah, Jen Mouse is a boozy, ferocious force of nature. And Clayton, at Clayton with two ends, yes. his name is Clayton Moore. Uh, decided to put pen to paper and say, I want to see Jen Mouse,
0: and he made her. It's really fantastic. The illustration is phenomenal. Yes. It captures her booziness perfectly. Yes. <laughs> that is one thing that podcasts, when you like reach a certain level,
1: like a- animations yeah. start showing up. Or like... It's just like – it seems like the community starts to come together and it's like, hey, we heard what you were talking about. Let's contribute to it. Truly. We are open arms
0: when it comes to that. This kind of interactivity just delights us beyond all – I mean beyond everything. Agreed. We adore
1: it. Agreed. Yes. If you ever want to bring our podcast to life in some way – Please, will you? Do it and send it to us. We will promote it and thank you over and over yes, again.
0: Yes. Before we made our official our official, uh, T-shirts and sweatshirts, my uh, brother Jake's girlfriend Claire just straight up made her own no-joke T-shirt. Shirt, and, and it was so flattering and amazing and
1: she was spotted at a weird Alex concert correct. by another no joke listener exactly that was such a treat to put those pieces that together. was pretty wild wasn't it yes. yeah that was insane yeah
0: so yes thank you clayton amazing illustration if you are so inspired to doctor up any other drawings we would love to see them let me make a hard request right now please are any of you djs are any
1: of you guys uh savvy yep. with music yep Remix some snake songs. Yeah. Can we get some EDM? Dude, that is a great call, Bill. If you need the uh, acapella stems to make something happen or maybe you just need the instrumental why Gosh. haven't we asked for this before who's <sighs> trying to get freaky and remix some snake songs we have the assets and we'd be more than happy to share them with you overjoyed if you're trying to make it happen I don't know maybe you're trying to make a music
0: video yes. maybe a found footage music video Yes. make it for a snake song yes absolutely uh, this relates to another thank you and acknowledgement that we want to toss out there uh, which is that we had a listener who is a college DJ yes. at a radio station in uh, Michigan I want to say U of M Dearborn correct um, who played on his college radio station, thank you very much, one of the hits from the Snakes catalog featuring friend of the podcast Clayton Early, the song Hip Hop Body. Hip Hop Body. Body.
1: If you're familiar with the Snakes catalog, you know that uh, we <laughs> have made some regrettable decisions.
0: Well, yeah, just when you're up in the middle of the night and you're 25 and your brain sometimes is still juvenile, you make songs about masturbating, and that's okay. And it's difficult when you're a comedian to not go blue. And yeah. that's never really been a problem for us. Not really. But sometimes.
1: with songs it's just fun it's just
0: fun to get silly and a little dirty just a little weird yep and
1: uh our man i think his handle is akonja with a j 15 cool akonja 15 he started playing it he's a local radio dj awesome um
0: Play hip hop audio. Seriously. Do you work
1: for your college radio station?
0: Get some snakes on the air. Please. And I love that idea of if people are out there who have like DJ capabilities and want to sort of like take some of our vocals or instrumentals and chop and screw them and have some fun with them, oh my God, nothing would delight us more.
1: So go to snakesmusic.bandcamp.com to get
0: familiar with the catalog.
1: And if anything jumps out to you, hit us up at nojokepod at gmail.com. Once again, nojokepod at gmail.com. Yes. We'll give you the assets. And uh remix some snakes. Yeah, remix.
0: Remix. remix. Yes, exactly.
1: <sighs> um third act of the No Joke podcast, Adam. The future of lying. Yes. <laughs> the future of lying. We are kind of living in the future of lying.
0: Fake news is very pervasive. Yeah, dude. This is I mean like I I, I wonder, I mean, this is such a surreal. Uh, it's such a surreal historical moment that we're just a bubble that we're living inside of right now. It's so hard to see past this and how any of this is going to resolve. Yes, I mean, like just yesterday, Flynn retired and, or, or like resigned, and hopefully, as you tweeted, I think it will be the first and sort of the domino of like this administration just kind of falling because they are all liars. Yes. Yes. Almost all that is almost how you would firstly categorize them I think as liars. It, I
1: think it's a good way of like if you just like if you're an alien who just came down from outer space and it's like we don't have the time, just tell us who they are. Liars. Don't trust them. They're liars. They're they're untrustworthy <laughs> megalomaniacs.
0: Yeah, it's so true. So we're living in this crazy world where truth. You know, all this, like, post-truth, post-fact, alternative fact, mm-hmm. li- a.k.a. lies. Mm-hmm. I mean, lies have been rebranded yes. in this administration yeah. uh, just as alternative alternative facts, another way to view the truth. Which is why
1: I – like, I would never encourage people to push back uh, against somebody who just emotionally feels something. Yeah. If they feel a certain way, there's no right or wrong to that. Yeah. But if they are a victim of or a proponent of lying, yeah. then you – If you know that to be a lie, it is almost your responsibility to just say, that's a lie. I know. Just, we can't, because once you get comfortable with lies, then they just vaguely become the truth or at least the new normal. That's exactly correct. And it's just, it's a war of attrition, but you cannot just be like beaten down by the incessance of lying. You need to just call it out, fight back, call it out, fight back. Yes. It's an annoying responsibility, but half the country voted him in.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I think about – I mean because like I remember reading stuff in college and like academic whatever that was like truth, sort of ruminating on the nature of truth. I mean like I went f- through a highfalutin sort of like reading Nietzsche books and philosophy and things like that. Yeah. And how truth is, of course, not altogether objective and is actually subjective and truth is different depending on the prism through which you view it. I'm like all that stuff is very theoretical and academically interesting. Yes. And n- interesting to ponder the Debatable, nature of truth. High Luton? Sure. Exactly. Um, but uh, a lie, at a certain point, a lie is a lie. Right. And I did
1: not do this when you did. Yeah. You know, I did do this when you did not. These start to become lies. Yes. And intelligent. We there's intelligent com- intelligence communities set up yes. to debunk lies as soon as they happen. Yeah. So it is kind of nice to see at least these liars being
0: yes. caught. Yes. <laughs> and ultimately, like, in the long scope of history, I do really believe that the, the like the truth will set you free is the sort of like cheesy way to say it, but yeah. the truth always emerges. Yes. That no matter how no – no matter if you're the head of the EPA and you think climate change is false, it is happening. Yeah, and those, your house will truth. flood. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> right. whether you believe in that truth or not, whether you consider that a fact or an alternative fact, that is uh, what's real and what's happening. And I do believe that over the long timeline of history, what is true and what is real will always come to light and always be hopefully revered as the truth. Yes. Hopefully.
1: Which is why sometimes uh, a debate can kind of feel a little exhausting when you know that the, you, the other person... And does not have truth on their That's side. That's right. But you can always fall back on that. Yeah. If you, if you have the integrity and you know that what you're saying is true, at some point, there's a phrase, there's a saying, it's like, he who argues the least knows the most. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, at some point, you just kind of have to then just lean into truth and yeah. just be like, you know what? I'm just going to sit and wait. Yes. I don't – I'm not going to go back
0: and forth and call you an idiot. I'm and just going to say you're lying and we'll wait and see. And I have to say it again, not to make this too much about whatever, politics, et cetera, but you as a good liar must be so offended by that weirdo who made all the Sunday morning shows the other week, that guy Stephen Miller. That yeah. yeah. That out there. Yeah. Who is – Dirty q tip. So, exactly. He's a, dust, was, so, he's a dusty Q-tip. So funny. Yes. He is literally a dusty Q-tip. If you've ever cleaned the
1: corner of your like kitchen with a Q-tip because it's the only thing that fits, when it comes out and it's covered in dust, that's
0: Stephen that's Miller. That's Stephen Miller right there. A dusty you're, Q-tip. You're holding him in your hand right there. Yes. Um, he went on all these shows and lied so – and some people just take – lied so aggressively and so g- almost gleefully yes and took such pride in his lies and would follow up a lie with like and that and i will argue that point to anyone that is an unlike that is an unequivocal truth that was a law of power Enter actions with boldness
1: you know, the only thing that covers up audacity is even more, more audacity, audacity.
0: Double down. Yeah. And like, I don't know, to me, there is a garishness and a lack of subtlety. At least be a good liar. At least be artful about your lie. Right. The liar does not follow up the lie with, and that's the truth. I swear
1: it. I <laughs> totally appreciate that all politicians, it's part of the job requirement to be a liar. Of course. I recognize that I as a truth. I know. You know, it's like that kind of comes with Politicians.
0: It does. Just be better at it. Be better at it. You're all so dumb. Exactly. It's like it wouldn't be that offensive if they were better at lying. Right. If they were better at deceit. But right. it is so transparent and so ill-executed that we're like, you're lying. It's humiliating. You we suck all- at this too. You, you're you even suck at lying. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway,
1: yes. Well – you know what? I would just encourage uh, the people at home to work on little lies. Yeah, little, little innocuous, meaningless lies. Start with your dog. Start with your brother and sister. Exactly. You know, once you feel comfortable, maybe bring it out into your friends. Exactly. You know, and then when when things are really good and you have a really good lie going, email nojokepod
0: at gmail yes. and tell us all about it. The tiny little moments when you are playing catch with your dog and you have the tennis ball and you throw it and they retrieve it and you throw it and they retrieve it and the third one you fake throw it and they still retrieve it. You're lying. Our kind and of
1: lie. And it's lies. fun. Our kind of lie. <laughs> That's our kind of lie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Good episode. Good episode. Good talk, Bill. That's not a lie. Not a lie at all. (laughs) Um, For the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafure. I'm Adam Lustig. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast.